0: This Much We Know is a podcast offering an honest and informative perspective of the realities and motivations of setting up a social enterprise. We'll be joined by guest social entrepreneurs and charity leaders whose trading models work to end homelessness. We'll be sharing their stories, tips and, of course, their facepalm moments. Hello, Murphy.
1: Hi, Simon. How are you doing?
0: Not too bad. Another Zoom... Podcast for us today.
1: Another day, another Zoom, another yeah, podcast Zoom. It's a bit more exciting than the regular Zoom.
0: It is, although my technical skills are still working backwards. <laughs> and I think I think I know less about Zoom than when I started using Zoom at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> I
1: know. I still, every time I log on to meetings, someone tells me that I'm on mute. It's been a year.
0: <laughs> Love it. Anyway, just we're really pleased. We've got James and Terry with us for today's podcast from uh, printed by us up in Sheffield up north. And um, it's really good to have you guys. So um, should we just get into it and start asking some questions and, and have a bit of a chat?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Um, if you guys would both, um, perhaps Terry then James, if you could introduce, introduce yourself and, and what you do in the organisation.
2: Right, so I'm, I'm Terry. I, um, I'm head of social enterprise at the Cathedral Arch Project. So Cathedral Archer Projects, a, a day centre for homeless and vulnerable adults in Sheffield. Um, so m- part of my role with social enterprise is developing um, fantastic or little micro businesses like printed by us, um, which we developed almost five years ago now. So I'm kind of responsible for the um, overall direction and development of printed by us.
1: Fab and James.
3: Hi, uh, um, I'm James, and I am operations manager for printed by us. Uh, so I'm responsible for the um, I guess sort of like the day-to-day overseeing of the printing processes that we do. Um, so I work with people who are uh, printing our garments, our t-shirts, and other things, and also coordinate um, our screen printing workshops. Um, and then, and then liaise with customers uh, for our custom garment printing service on um, on things that they may may want printing from us
1: awesome. awesome
0: fantastic i see you're modeling you it's a shame this is going to be audio and not video but you're modeling some of the clothes there is that printed printed by you guys is that one of yours this is, or? This,
3: is this is one of our our uniforms our very casual yeah. uniforms
2: <clears throat> never 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 miss a chance to promote the promote the uh the wear. no absolutely not we'll come
0: on to that at the end we'll do we'll get your you get your website and all of that stuff at the end but um it's looking good it's really good and randomly my brother-in-law's got some some of your printing hung up in his flat in Sheffield and uh and our lives our sort of working worlds don't often collide like that so it's really I'm really pleased to have you guys on um and find out more about what you do so it's, yeah it's really good um so really how sort of far are we into printed by us sort of how old are you as a enterprise sort of where are you at in the sort of
2: continuum of development so we're we're approaching our our fifth anniversary which seems it seems crazy to think that it's just flown by but um you know when i when i think where we were when we started it's kind of and then i think maybe five years is a reasonable amount of time because we've developed so much um in in that time
1: Mm. And and it'd be interesting for us to know and, and the listeners too about your journeys into social enterprise.
3: I came to Sheffield, um it will be about seven years ago now. Um I'm interested from North Wales. Um i had been homeless for five years. Um, <clears throat> you know, um I was a using addict and I came to Sheffield and <clears throat> spent some time sofa surfing in Sheffield and then Essentially, had enough. Um, Realised that things needed to change. Um, I'd been using Cathedral Arch Project for uh, the time that I'd been in Sheffield, um, so I made this decision to, you know, get into a recovery program and started using the help that was available at the project. So I started working with um, working with Terry and uh, another support worker, Kim, at the project. And so I was able to, I was able to get my own place for the first time in, you know, seven years, started, started working out how to, you know, live life, pay bills, cook meals, you know, all the basic stuff and um, started doing some volunteering at the project. Um, And then after probably about four months, I was kind of in a place of starting to think about what, what I wanted to do with my life, really um you know i had a very large long gap on my cv you know where i'd basically dropped dropped off the map so to speak and um you know it was uh, the idea of just worked and printed by us um was pitched um to me um and that i might be a candidate to join the program and um and basically it's just it's snowballed from there, you know. We did the um we did the the first workshop. I mean I've been involved with printed bios, you know, right from the start. Uh right from the first workshop. And um, you know, I'm still here. <laughs> you know, it's um yeah, it's a massive part of my life, you know, and that's you know, that's how that's how I've got here. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure Terry will will tell you the the very hard work that went into getting it off the ground in the first place. Well
1: oh, thank you James. That's um it's brilliant to hear your, your journey and it's great that you've been involved from the beginning. So I really appreciate your honesty. Yeah, can't mind to ask you more questions. <laughs> Terry, how how did you get involved with Printed by Us and Cathedral Arts Project?
2: Well it's a bit of a long journey there and I guess really it started in 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 Rio in Brazil which is probably not what you're expecting to hear. I was not expecting <laughs> that at all. <laughs> so so um I I used to I used to run a backpackers hostel in in Rio and it just so happened that one of the backpackers that worked in the bar for us his his dad was the president of the the Homeless World Cup Foundation who in 2010, we were organising their annual tournament there, and they got in contact with me about six months before the tournament. Um, a lot of a lot of the support that they'd had had kind of fallen through, so they wanted to recruit us as a bit of a I think the way we phrase it was logistics consultant. So so we were responsible for coordinating all the transport and accommodation and food for um, I think it was a. Almost a, th- a thousand athletes at the time, so that was like kind of my first real kind of experience of homelessness. Of you know, prior to that, I I, I hate to say I was a proper capitalist. I was like, um, I'm probably not not proud of proud of my past, and that was a bit of a light bulb moment for me. Actually, wow, this is and and seeing the kind of level of inequality in Brazil, in Brazil as well, it was just those kind of two things combined were a bit of a light bulb moment. Um, I ended up coming back to, to come, coming back to England. The, unfortunately, the hostel, hostel went bankrupt. It was it, during its time like the biggest and one of the most popular, but the global financial recession kind of put pay to all sort of businesses like that out there. Um, I worked on London 2012 Olympics. Um, I had a couple of years of kind of really bad mental mental ill health um, where I really struggled, and part of that was really kind of reflecting and reassessing the the priorities that I what were my priorities in life and that kind of took me to volunteering I'd volunteered at Citizens Advice for a while and I saw a job came up at the Archer project and I, I was aware of the Archer project because um it dropped clothes off there before family members had dropped off clothes. So I applied for the job. I didn't get the job because you know I, I they interviewed me so they interviewed really well but I didn't have that relevant experience. So the very next day, I put in my application, start volunteering there, started volunteering there. The next, the next following year, the same, same paid position came up, I applied for it again and I got it. And, and, then, and then I started, that was like coordinating, as well as, as being a, a kind of more general support worker coordinating the activity program there. So that was kind of working with people to get to a point of stability. And you know, James was one of the people I worked with. And it just so happened about a year or two into that journey, Um, the Archer project CEO, just Tim, he just pulled me aside into a room and said, right, we've got this pot of money for a six month pilot to support people back into employment. Do you want to, do you want to work on it with me? And I was like, yeah, why not? And, and essentially that was where the just works program of which printed by us is part was, 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 was born. And it just so happened that at the same, almost at the same time, um, we had, um, uh some someone uh, someone called mark mark musgrave he approached us with the idea with a kind of a tentative that uh, thought well thought out idea for printed by us and at the time the idea was to run screen printing workshops with with work by local artists and for that to be an activity through through the through the charity now obviously that's kind of evolved in the last five years as we've as we've as we've grown, but that was that's where the kind of the root the root of it is.
0: Brilliant answers from both of you. Thank you. So so um, just so good to hear your personal journeys and how that you know because often behind an enterprise there's a huge amount of stories that don't often get told. So I feel like in this case with you two, that's absolutely what's just happened uh, with that sort of lived experience, James of, of being homeless and and Terry. Same for you with mental health. Uh, and and the other thing that's really interesting is the way that everyone becomes involved in the homeless sector. But like none of us start out or think we're going to ever get involved with homelessness or within the sector. And you've both come at it from very different points. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting to hear that sort of backstory. So yeah, thank you both for sharing that with us. I think it's fantastic. And I'm really interested in that story behind every organisation, actually. I think there's one... Yeah, we could probably do a whole podcast on that actually, Mm -hmm. Uh, but should we get back? I suppose we better get back onto social enterprise. (laughs) We can get uh,
1: sidetracked quite (laughs) easily. Yeah, Uh I think the other thing that's really interesting is that for both of you, it uh, wasn't—I mean, sort of similar to getting into the sector, I suppose—but social enterprise wasn't almost the goal. It was sort of happened organically, if you like. Um, And I think that's really interesting with the social enterprise models that we do see coming from perspectives of employability. It does feel that it's an organic step that's come about rather than a sort of business plan that's been developed, if you like. How far, for both of you, do you feel that you've grown in in confidence and understanding of the work around social enterprise?
3: Yeah, I think for me, I mean, I've, I think really, I mean, I've kind of like, I've grown up through this process, really. Um, You know, I kind of spent a long time kind of, in arrested development shall we say um you know through my drug use and kind of like through the through the work that you know I've done through printed bios and um you know the the amount of the amount of change and and confidence that you know it's given me you know I kind of like I came into this you know not knowing you know not knowing like yeah, really basic stuff like not how not how to use a how to use a computer properly you know how to you know really sort of like yeah really basic stuff because I kind of just hadn't been involved with the world um you know and I've learned to you know I've learned to you know kind of
1: I've learned to manage
3: people um I've learned you know I've learned how to communicate with people effectively um you know how to work people you know we talked about that that lived experience and I think that's so important um within you know within a social enterprise in this sector um you know that it helps so much for everyone involved that you know we've we've all kind of we've all kind of been through very similar things you know and it's um it's stuff that you can't can't really learn from a textbook you know and it's um and I guess it's you know some of the stuff you know some of the the stuff that we've done and you know learning to like run markets and um and sell things um and just becoming becoming part of becoming a part of the wider world really it's it's hard to kind of yeah it's hard to there's so many things on that list you know that it's 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 hard to really you know to give them the um yeah just to say how much how much great thanks James brilliant answer brilliant answer so
0: i guess the question you can take it this is a this is the first time we've had a double act on our podcast bill murphy and i so it's really good so this question is open to either of you or both of you are there some key people a key person or a key conversation in your journey for printed buyers that you've been on that you'd say at that point in that conversation with that individual has really helped move us on or it was really a pivotal moment for us as an enterprise um does anyone sort of spring to mind and get the get
2: the award for that go on james
3: um i think there's i think there's probably a couple of people i mean i think i think mark in coming in with the idea um you know, is this is this this was his baby to start with, you know, and I think without that idea, I think it's, you know, I think printer Bass would, you know, maybe, maybe have never turned out the way it is. Um, but certainly I think uh for me personally, it was probably it was probably Terry in making me making me attend that first workshop. <laughs> you know, it's a bit of an ongoing story on the first workshop that happened. And, you know, I was terrified. I was terrified. I was doing everything that I possibly could to find excuses not to go there, because I was anxious about meeting new people. I was anxious about doing this thing that I didn't have a clue how to do. Um, And, you know, Terry, in his own way, basically, basically told me that, paid for you're going if you don't like it then at least you've tried you know and um I went and I loved it and it was brilliant and it was yeah that was the that was the start of my you know that that was the start of my journey with all of this you know so I'm I'm very thankful for that gentle push you're welcome
1: that's
0: lovely <laughs> i've never had that before one guest nominate the other this is getting really out. this is getting out of hand
3: this
2: uh, yeah. oh yeah i warn you with james that james and i can just become a bit of a love in i'm afraid <laughs>
0: love it! I
1: love it. What it's...
0: about you, Terry? Who would you who would you nominate? And it can't be James. I'm putting well, that you know, in there no. now.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> it can't be Simon either. His ego is too big. <laughs> it, well, it, I,
2: it it would have to be James. That's the, that's the thing. And it's because it, 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 when I I'll I'll tell you why. And it kind of goes back to the kind of the, the, the last question a little bit. Um, you know, I, I came into this quite quite confident in my ability to. To grow a business, you know, I've got, I had experience of that. So that, that part came more naturally. And um, for me, the biggest journey has been my, my personal growth. It's understanding myself, it's, it's coming into this. And, you know, I came, I started, started working um, in homelessness and I seem to develop quite a natural bond with people and work well with people and have a natural empathy. And I never really understood how other people didn't. And the more I've understood myself, more have understood more have understood my own past trauma i understand that kind of a lot of my a lot of my empathy is rooted in my own experiences and you know james has in his journey has been see i can't i can't <laughs> i can't speak about james without, without even get without getting emotional i'd I, I lose count of the amount of times i've cried on radio and stuff speaking about but but his journey is so powerful and it's 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 an example to me. It's an example to le- to everyone. And and you know, there's steps that James has taken in his life, like reconnecting with his family, which have um, motivated me to d- do the same in my life. So it's not this whole experience. It's 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 very much two way. It's it's like it's kind of people who are in kind of senior positions, you know, supporting the you know the people, individuals who come through the program, and then the peer support within that. So. I'm sorry, Simon, it has, it has to be James. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is great. But I think you're
0: right. You're so right. You know, like I, I think back to the time that I've spent working in homeless day centres and that sort of stuff. And it is the individuals that you talk to and connect with that do teach you about yourself, actually, that do make you stop and reflect and challenge what you think is what you know. Does it, you know, that that does happen in this sector. I think there's a lot of, lot of people working within it that, you know that are open to that and and have mm-hmm. felt that themselves you know that have learned from somebody else's experience that they've supported or yeah. worked alongside it's just yeah it's fascinating it's um i think it's one of the things that makes the homeless sector so unique actually that we you know it, it's that ability to get alongside one another and i yes yeah, great so although i'm teasing you for nominating each other for cheating yeah. the question it's great i really they're all you know, for it yeah it's, yeah, and, and- it's really good
2: and, and i have to say it's, it's not just james you know i don't want to be big his head up so far it's the whole group it's like there's like, a, 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 a it's it, it i feel so privileged to work with a group of amazing people who you know have been through so much but but have so much to give and have so much to offer and and that that kind of lived experience being able to come through that at the other end i i would I would much rather have this group of people by my side, you know, working working through this than, than someone who hasn't experienced that. Because it's the, the resilience that they're, they're able to build from that. Um, and the example they can give to others is, is amazing.
1: Yeah, I think that's brilliant. Um, brilliant. And it's really nice actually to have both of you on the show and have this different perspective that's so well paired up, you know, your stories mirror each other's in so many ways, which is which is great.
0: That's brilliant. Uh, Murphy, it's time for your favourite question.
1: It is. This is my favourite question of all time. Uh, and I want a drum roll noise, but I don't know how to do one. Um, so I'm going to avoid that, but imagine it in your heads. Um, is this the question we like to ask? To, to bring a bit of a giggle, but also to shed the light on the fact that, you know, when you are doing something new, social enterprise um, being one of them, is that you're, you're going to make mistakes, right? And there's going to be things that go wrong. And as... A network of people looking to create social impact and and build sustainable impact focused businesses we need to be sharing these mistakes rather than hiding them under the carpet so without without further ado um i'd like to ask ask you terry i'll, I'll put it to you um but feel free to um to chip in um james as well if you've got different stories what is your favorite face palm moment
2: Well, I've got one from the past, but I think James has got probably a better printed by us related one. So I'll kind of I'll let him lead on this and then I'll kind of just follow up with mine.
3: Fab. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I didn't have to think very hard about this one. Um, So I think it would have been back in maybe 2018, possibly. We were doing a, a custom printing job. And um, we, uh, I think it was an order of about 250, 300 t-shirts, something like that. And um, there was like a there was like a back logo and there was a front logo for this t-shirt. And it was the perfect storm of what could possibly go wrong when printing a custom <laughs> garment order. You know, it was. Um, we started it off, and the first mistake that happened was the, the back print got printed too low. And on a personal level, I wasn't monitoring the people who were printing closely enough and I wasn't picking up this mistake. And it wasn't until we printed probably about 70 or 80 of these T-shirts that this mistake was picked up. So it was like, it was a bit of a, okay, so we've made this mistake. That's okay. We can recover from this. We'll carry on we got some more stuff. We started again. Um, and then we started printing the new run and then um, the front and um, the front logo was like an acorn. It was a picture of an acorn. And then um, I set people off and I showed people how to do it. And it was fine. I printed a sample with everything and everyone knew what they were doing. And again, I didn't keep my eye on it. Um, and I remember coming in maybe two days later and, um, I came in, and I saw Terry's face, and he was like, oh, here he is. Um, and then <laughs> he was like, um, and I immediately got that sickening feeling of, like, I've not seen that face before. Something must be very wrong. <laughs> and then he kind of uh, he held this T-shirt up to me, and he said, can you see anything wrong with this T-shirt, James? And again, I think we printed over 100 of these T-shirts with the acorn <laughs> upside down. Oh, oh, no. No. <laughs> uh, we got it wrong first time and we got it wrong second time <laughs> but actually what we celebrate from this and what actually we get from this is it a, a massive quite costly mistake in the end that we just had to take the hit on it gave us the knowledge of the these are the things that we need to get down these are the things we need to get down on paper these are the things we need to monitor um, you know, to safeguard these mistakes happening again, you know, and it was, um, it was a massive learning experience for everyone, um, <laughs> including myself. Um, and that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I think, you know, I think if you're, if you're putting yourselves out there and you're doing these things and you're learning as you're going along, you know, celebrate the mistakes as long as you're learning from them. As long as you're learning from them, you're gonna make them, and um, you know we can have a good laugh about that these days.
1: Yeah, once brilliant. It,
3: once, it, once it finally got out and in the box and on the way to the customer, so that's yeah. a great, great. I'm just
1: finished, it's fine, eh?
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Great,
0: great answer. And you, what you've just is the essence of this podcast for us. Really, is that you know we make mistakes, we move on you know and and we learn from it and that's what we wanted to capture for other social enterprises as part of this podcast really so you've just given us a, a like a brilliant sort of example James so thank you it's mm-hmm. really good
2: and I think what's what's you know with with experiences like that it's to, it, like James said it's just made us be extra vigilant, get everything documented down and that kind of just started to send us on a on a journey to think about social franchise to think about But how it doesn't make sense for loads of people to be going along similar journeys around the around the world, developing social enterprises and making those same mistakes. Let's let's see how we can pull all that kind of learned experience. So it's not and it's not just about the areas where you perceive you've got your expertise or even a lot of that expertise comes from making mistakes. You know, we are we are human after all. So, um, yeah, I think it, it was it was a really important lesson for us
0: brilliant that was good i think that's going to go on the list murphy isn't it next near near meg meg uh from fat macy's oven
1: yeah, situation we meg we've got alistair julius yeah. was quite funny yeah we've got we've got a few good ones i, I
0: think if we could put them all together we have got ourselves a nice book coming up yeah actually. Got, <laughs>
1: absolutely yeah
2: it, it was funny when you when you asked that question obviously the acorn one came very quickly to hand for us to think <laughs> about but then then i thought other than that, I couldn't really think of much about Print It By Us, but I was like, well, if I need to find face-palm moments, I'm going to ask my partner. You know, anyone who's been with someone for the okay. best part of twenty years knows that, that that person is far better than you at pointing out the things that you've done wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man of worms, just... Man of
2: so, 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 she she came she came back with a, a very long list, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> yeah, m- m- a m- m- most most of whom most many of which I can't repeat it, repeat here. They weren't fit for public <laughs> broadcast. But one thing that she does <laughs> like to repeat frequently is that when we were, when we were de- um, doing the work for the Homeless World Cup in Brazil, we, we committed to doing breakfast, lunch and dinner for like almost a thousand people. And, and we were, when we were researching recipes, I had a good idea of doing um, boiled um, egg mayonnaise sandwiches for, for lunch. What what I didn't account for was the fact that we'd need to boil and peel 700 eggs. And oh when I say we, when I when I say we, that means my partner and a couple of people in the kitchen. So oh. she 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 loves to, re- to repeat how how she had to peel eggs for three hours in the kitchen at five o'clock in the morning to make sure that they were out for the event for ten. So I thought I'd get that one in.
1: That is brilliant. Bless my heart. What a day? What morning?
2: <laughs> yeah and she's still around
0: now she put up yeah. with you all that time well I think I
2: think that that's one of my big take-homes it's like by, by behind any kind of um successful successful social entrepreneur there's often a very l- long-suffering partner I or feeler. support or support network behind
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah I think that's another podcast we can have
0: a little group we can have yeah long-suffering partners to... of social Thank entrepreneurs <laughs> fantastic um i love that question um so just moving out so that's just moving from that who are you watching at the moment because we all do this i do this i'm I'm keeping an eye on loads of people all the time um who's on your list that you're sort of watching in terms of social enterprise that you're like if i was to do this again i'd have that idea that's really good is there anyone on that list right now
2: um i think what i think one, one of one of the difficulties is you a lot of us just get caught up in our own social, social enterprises so you know when we're looking at that kind of looking looking outwards often that outwards is local so for me one you know one so- local so- social enterprise that I'm really kind of interested in at the moment of following and we collaborate with a lot is blend kitchen so they're they there is it's a kind of a, it's a cafe they've set up a cafe um in 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 Sheffield where the remit is essentially good food doing good, so it's a similar, it's a similar kind of ethos to the way we work. They work with a lot of people um, who are kind of disadvantaged in, in one way or another, using using catering as a tool to to get better people back, um, back back on track really. So yeah, shout out to them.
0: Love that hailing Sheffield again. I've noticed that's a Yorkshire. That's a Yorkshire way, isn't it? Love very
2: it. Much, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know, even though I'm, you can tell from my accent, I'm not York. I'm I'm not a, I'm not a from South Yorkshire, but you kind of you get you get drawn in and you, you it becomes your tribe, and you got to su- support your tribe.
1: Love that. So I suppose going back to printed by us, what you guys do, you know, comparing it with other models that you're seeing out there, the model that you guys have chosen, it sounds like it came about quite organically. Sort of looking back from there to to where you are now, why have you chosen this particular model? Why is it what it is today?
2: Well, like you said, it, the 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 concepts came across very organically. Someone literally just came and pitched pitched to me and the charity CEO in a room. But the way it's it's developed as it as it as it has, it's very, it's been very organic development it, it, as as opposed to kind of a traditional business model, let's say. It's the, the the enterprise is developed at the pace of the individuals that we've been, we've been able to refer into the program and at a pace that suits them, you know. And I guess that's 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 key to social enterprise, isn't it? The the enterprise itself is, is essentially a vehicle to to support the development of the individuals. So every, everything everything we've been doing is right. Is it is it sustainable? Yeah, you know it's got to tick the sustainable box, but ultimately, does it does it does it serve the needs of the individuals in the way it should? And that's why you know the doing the screen printing workshops, you know, is 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 a re, is a re, it's, it's a really premium way of printing printing artwork, but also it, it teaches a real really valuable skills. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of patience and resilience and detail that goes into it to a workshop so it it really kind of and it, james might be able to allude to you know to this a bit better than me because he's you know he's 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 the expert on that but it I guess that's the the essence of it that it has to everything we've done is what best serves the individuals that are part of it
3: yeah no absolutely and I agree with that it's um you know sort of like thinking about the workshops it's 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 a beautiful process but it can be a very complicated process um i think the main thing that you know certainly certainly learning to screen print has taught me is is just resilience you know the resilience to i mean we've had you know typically you'll spend a couple of hours setting up and you know eliminating problems that that come up and means means that it's not ready to go something goes wrong here you have to fix that something goes wrong here and you have to fix that and you say I prefer to call it troubleshooting because the you know the the majority of the process is getting it ready to go solving those problems and when it goes and it's good go (laughs) you know (laughs) go and get them out while the going's good and you know, we've had workshops. I think we've had a couple of workshops where we've we've spent the whole time troubleshooting, and it's still not worked. And we've come out with we've come out having produced nothing in a day. You know, but it teaches that. Um, you know, it teaches that ability to keep going. You know, you don't really know what's going to happen. You don't know if it's going to work out really well or you know really badly, and it might be disappointing, but it's that resilience and it's that ability to turn up, try, you know, try again, try again. Um, you know, and that, the results that you get from that, you know, there's so much work that's gone into it, you know, that when you do get that end result, it's so worth sticking around. Mm. It's so worth just keep keeping going at it. Yeah. yeah. And I think,
2: and and I think it's, so the natural evolution of things is like we went from being in the workshop to to having stalls and now having our own shop because again it's that that sense that you've produced something um, that you're proud of and then that really tangible thing of someone coming to the store someone coming to the shop and and buying that off you they they're, they're validating mm-hmm. that the, the you know that, that 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 effort that you've put in they've they're saying that it has that worth uh, so that's mm-hmm. yeah I think that's a really important. Um, part of part of the model and for, so for me key as well is we as much as as much as it's great that we're in Sheffield supporting you know people who might not otherwise have had opportunity to be supported in the way that we have we, we want to be developing a model that can be replicated as well we want this we want to we want to start to be part of a process of affecting change at a, at a bigger level. Because it's, and, and, and that, that's why we've focused quite intensely on printed by us, as opposed to a couple of the other areas that we've maybe worked on before. Because we see that there's a real potential to scale it up for other organizations to, to be able to easily replicate what we're doing. Um, and that it, by doing so, we can, you know, support support more people you know, in similar situations to, to that, that James was some years ago. Brilliant. I mean, I was going to ask, that was going to be my next question. It's like, what's the plan
0: guys beyond this, what are you thinking? And um, I think you've touched on it. So, uh, you yeah. know, social franchising and replicate replication, is that where you're sort of yeah. hoping to head?
2: Yeah. The, 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 the end goal is to take down capitalism. You know, that's it. It's like, they're just replicate <laughs> printed by us. And other like, yeah, social enterprise all the way, you know, like, traditional, yeah. co- traditional commercial operations out. Let's just get yeah, social enterprises everywhere. And, you know, If if printed by us in the in the in in its own kind of small way can become a default place that if people want to get their T-shirts printed it's like that's the place to go if if people want to source artwork or garments by you know really kind of cool um, local artists that's where they go it's like yeah why not it's like no point there's no point having modest ambitions is there let's just let's see see where we can take this
1: love it that's brilliant. We've had um, a lot of social entrepreneurs on, on this and it's either we either get gung-ho or why not? Which um, is the attitude of, you know, why not try something? And I think it's brilliant. You know, we should be doing things. And if you've got a good idea, why not try? Yeah. Um, and greatly, you know, people like yourselves are coming on and sharing your experience and giving that human relatability of what it's like, you know, day-to-day to do this kind of thing and where those motivations come from. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for for your honesty and for sharing your stories. It's been an absolute joy to have you both on. Um, final question from me: uh, If you were looking at someone else starting to look at a social enterprise, looking to design something similar, what would your words of wisdom be?
2: Um, I, I I think that it's you can easily get too bogged down in the detail. Um, if 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 what you're deciding to do, if like the if the mission is true to true to you. Um, uh, I think a lot of the time you can bring in outside expertise to, you know, to support you with a lot of things you don't understand, or you can build the knowledge within your own team. Um, so I, I'd, I'd say, don't be afraid of doing something because it seems too, too complex. Sometimes, from my experience is more often than not, things, things are easier than they think you think they are, but you know, be prepared to put in some long hours to start with for sure. And I think that's, yeah. Uh, the hardest thing, the hardest thing with you know, a lot of things in life, but with you know, business or social enterprise, the hardest thing is is getting things off the ground. But then once you've start to build some momentum, you know, things do things do get easier.
3: Yeah, I think, yeah, give it a go. I think like you said there before, I mean, give it a go. I mean, as long as it's not as long as it's not a massive risk and you know, obviously everyone's always got you know, funding and money to think about. But, you know, in these days, these days you can try out ideas, you know, that don't necessarily cost a lot of money. If it works, it works. Go with it and see where that leads to. You know, I was kind of like, I was <clears throat> I was thinking about this earlier, you know, doing a shop, shift in the shop at Meadow Hall. And I was thinking back to, you know, just sat, sat in this in this shop, in a massive shopping centre, that we've been lucky to have, you know, get this space and thinking back to the, um, the first, the first market that we ran, I think with maybe five or six A4 screen prints, we couldn't fill the table. You know, there were, there were gaps Mm. all over the table. We were trying to make it look busy because we didn't have (laughs) enough stuff there. And then, you know, sort of like these years on, you know, with 40 or 50 different products, you know, filling a shop and, We've got there by, you know, we've got there by saying this might work on this. Let's give it a try. And that's taken off and it's just gone from there, you know. So I guess it's I guess it's just to have the confidence to go, it might, it might not, but we're going to go for it anyway.
0: Brilliant. And where can we, where can we check out your stuff? Are we on social media website? Where can I buy some? Yeah, how can I get out of one of those uniforms? Is basically what I'm asking.
2: <laughs> yeah, Google, Google, printed by us, basically. You know, printed of us.org is a website. So um, for those that are kind of local to South Yorkshire, we've got a shop at the moment in Meadowhall Shopping Centre. Um, but yeah, just yeah, Google printed by us, and yeah, the website will give you all the all the information you need. Great, thank you.
1: Brilliant. Sounds that we might need to do a, a podcast road trip, Simon.
0: I think so at all.
1: I'm quite <laughs> liking the oh, thought yes. of
0: that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. I think that'd be great. No guys, it's been great having you on. I just love, yeah, just keep up with what you're doing. It sounds like you're heading in the right direction and doing some really good stuff with it. And um, also really appreciate just how honest you've been about everything. It's great. And um, yeah, just wish you all the best. Keep in touch and maybe we'll get you back on as a repeat guest once you've brought down capitalism. But somebody might unplug. <laughs> what happens if somebody unplugs the internet? Then we've had it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
3: you so Thank much you for so having much. us. It's, Thanks, yeah, guys. It's been great. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. Please subscribe for more episodes or follow us on Twitter at thismuch_weknow underscore we know or email us at thismuchweknow at homelesslink.org.uk